Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. That's the podcast where we talk about Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. I'm your host, Isaiah. I'm joined with my esteemed co-host, Charlie. Hi. And Steven. Is that all you got, Charlie? What, what, do you, what else do you want from me? You want my rent? Well, that sounds like personal information. You but... are you are behind <laughs> on your rent, Charlie. You have to you have to give him your rent. Fix the door so this... first. Uh, I'm Steven. <laughs> And Steven is here. So this week, we are playing Sonic Spinball, or we did play Sonic Spinball. I think we've established that during the podcast, we frequently play the game. We should have introduced it as the No Spinball Zone. The No Spinball Zone, which is a play on the No Welcome Spin Zone. Welcome to the Pro Spinball Zone Welcome podcast. to the people who are better at Sonic Spinball than anyone else. I'm your host, the guy who can't get past Zone 2. We are the only professional Sonic Spinball for the Mega Drive players. Literally no one has ever played Sonic Spinball before us just now. <laughs> the game didn't sell very well. The game, I actually, do we have metrics on how well the game sold? I'd imagine it did fairly well. It was a Sonic game in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, so it should be noted there was also a Sonic Spinball for the game, a gear. Yeah, but I think they're pretty similar. Yeah, so this was the first this was the first time uh two Sonic games came out with the same name and they felt like the same game. Like obviously there are huge differences, but clearly yeah. there was uh some like synchronization going on. Yeah, the level designs are very very similar. Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone, the only podcast with me in it. <laughs> That's actually not true. I've been in other podcasts, so... Yeah, and you refused to promote our podcast when you had the chance. I was in a podcast that was interviewing me as a game developer, and I was wildly, like, unqualified to be interviewed in that podcast, because... Anyway, we played we played Sonic Spinball <laughs> this week. Yes, now, before we get going, what did you guys think of it going in? What like what, what did you think before you played the game? I hated it before. I was pretty sure that I would feel pretty lukewarm about it. I was going in just super excited to play one of my favorite games from Sonic Mega Collection Plus. See, I remember... So, the game that I was really into in Saga Sonic Mega Collection, not Plus, because I didn't have the right system for that, was Flicky. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's actually, I don't think that's on any of our lists. So, so you know, in, in terms of, like, whether or not I'll have a good time with any of these games is completely up in the air if those were my tastes as a kid. I, I came into this being like, uh, well, I sucked at it back then. I have actually, in my teen years, I've played this game to to completion, or at least to finish in, uh, using save states, but I remember the game being... You've beaten the game, is what we Yeah, I've, I've beaten the game, but I used save states at the time on an emulator, and so I remember the game being real hard, so I figured I would not have a very easy time with it, and and yeah. that is true, because it is very hard, and I have not had an easy time with it, but I've been enjoying it anyway. It's not the easiest game, that's to be certain. It's really not. Charlie, how far have you gotten in it? Just the second stage, like, once you, the, I, you spend so much time in the first stage trying to learn it, that once you get to that second stage, you just don't want to learn a second stage. That was my approach to it, and it just, it was so confusing, I, I don't know, man, I don't really care for the second stage. I don't think the music was that great either. Yeah, I definitely think of the two stages that I got to play, the first stage has way stronger music. I've also definitely experienced the, like, I'm so familiar with stage one that it's sort of hard to learn a new stage. But I think a lot of this game is really just learning, understanding how the game works and how to manipulate Sonic's physics as a pinball. That I think at the first time you play, you're gonna think that you can pick it up fairly quickly, but it's not nearly as simple as it appears. And then after a while, like, you can get through stage one actually pretty quickly once you're used to the way that it works. Whereas the first time yeah. it takes like half an hour. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot better at creating this situation that I think Sonic fans seem to like, where you play a stage a lot and then you get better at it, and then through that, you know, you can beat the stage even faster and then you can go on to the next one. Yeah. Like, at least that's kind of what I've found that people like about Sonic. And yeah. this game, to me, does that better than many of the Genesis games, because the Genesis games don't really have a lot of landmarks for you. 
Like, the only time I can really tell where I am in a Sonic stage in, like, the Genesis games is when there are these huge traps that you get into, and then that just makes me angry. Whereas yeah. this game, you've got very specific parts of the table. Like, in this first table, for example, you've got the, uh, the first section, and then you have the left and the right sections, and then you go up to the boss once you've completed all three sections. Yeah, and, and in the dead center is this, like, cart area. You're, you're absolutely right that it has landmarks. Uh, I also really just like the, the design of this area. I think the sewer is super fun. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool that it has to do with the industrial idea of, like, Eggman being evil and messing with things. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said about it uses arrows a lot to, like, convey not just where you're supposed to go, but also uh, sort of accidentally how close you are to flippers. Because if those arrows weren't there, I think it would be really easy to lose track of how far you've been falling and how soon you need to press the buttons that flip the flippers. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's actually a pretty staple thing for most uh, pinball machines, especially oh, the newer yeah. ones, because they're so busy that they need to show you arrows to kind of like help you focus on what is actually important when you're not just watching the table. Yeah, but like real life pinball machines, you can see the entire board where you can't you can't do that in a virtual pinball game. And so I think those arrows become a lot more important for stuff like orienting you to your current position. Well, they matter for angles as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what they're more important for, because you know where the paddles are, more or less, because you don't start at the top of the board. So yeah, you can generally create like a vertical line in your head of where the paddle is going to be. It's just harder to tell angles that you need and to know if you're actually pointed towards something especially in this game because sonic uh isn't just a ball you can move him left and right in midair and you can't adjust it heavily but you can sort of course correct yourself so you can if you see that you're not quite on a line you can push left or right to try and get more to where you need to be yeah it's especially helpful when you're on a flipper you can manipulate your momentum that ends up being a lot more useful than trying to course correct like when you actually get that far yeah which is pretty cool uh charlie how did you play the game i played it on sonic mega collection on my gamecube okay uh how did did you feel any input lag not really but i've become very ambivalent to input lag most of my life so you know okay well i was playing on steam specifically in the like sega genesis collection thing i don't know it it's got like this weird vr interface before you start it up yeah but uh i i've been i'm probably gonna try and play most of the games on this for now just because i wanted to like buy them all in one bulk thing and i didn't want to deal with uh getting various collections on my consoles so it's got really really bad input lag on all the games that is bad <laughs> But it also has a rewind button. So I was playing through Sonic Spinball and like using the rewind feature to kind of like course correct myself. So it was much easier for me and it felt fair, but I also understand that that's not the way the game is supposed to be played at all. So I think it's definitely harder than my playthrough made it out to be. But I also picked up like a regular emulator version just to see if there was input lag. And it's not in the game. It's definitely the fault of the emulator that Sega put on Steam. Yeah. Well, there is, there is a little bit of latency between when you hit the flipper button and when the flipper is all the way up, but that's because it's playing an animation of raising. Well, no, when I when I talk about input lag, I mean the first frame of everything. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And there's no there's no issue there. But yeah, I think when you have input lag and, like, rewinds, it sort of becomes a, a very different game. Well, obviously. But, like, I wasn't using the rewind constantly. I was just using it whenever I would screw up, like, uh, an angle. And it would, like, send me into an enemy. And then immediately slam my guy into, like, a hole when I wasn't even trying to aim there. Yeah. That still happens sometimes without the input lag, for the record. No, I, I can tell you right now, it would not have happened nearly as much with me. I have no doubt that it's way worse <laughs> with the lag. But there, there's, there's, there's some situations in this game where I get instantly killed and I don't feel like I should have been instantly killed. I kind of disagree. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that that's not quite right. I think generally speaking, if you know like how the physics of pinball works and you could like, it's very rare that there are enemies where you can't see them. So you just yeah. have to get used to using the like the technique of holding the paddle down so that the ball gets you know locked in that little like curved area and then kill the enemies that way so that you don't bounce it off and die. Mm, yeah. Well, the way I see it is that the game is kind of structured in a way that there is a safe zone if like the ball goes straight down the middle, which, you know, is always an issue in pinball because you can't do anything. But like the kill zone for you is usually like 
if you just don't hit the ball as it slides down the paddle. So it kind of shows you that's your fault, but it helps you when it's like not necessarily so. Yeah. Well, it does that in stage one. Yeah, that that is only in stage one. Uh, but later stages also do away for the most part with the enemies that shoot you directly downward. Oh yeah. Mm. The enemies are in slightly different places that are less likely to do that to you, and then they do take away that little safe zone, except for, I think boss fights generally have uh, a safe zone. That, that's kind of why I just only need, want to talk about the first stage, because I just feel like the rest <laughs> of it's just not as good. But... Uh, there, are some, there are actually some really cool things later on that I think are worth talking about, especially the music in general. I really like the music of this game. It has that uh, Sega Genesis really angry industrial yeah. like, feel to it. Yeah. it. It's It feels like it has way gross instruments than other Sonic games, but... Yeah, it's like the ooze. <laughs> yeah, but the, like, actual song is, like, real good for stage one. I, I think, like, the, all of the music in the game is really, really fun. But mm -hmm. there are only a few tracks. I think there's, like... I think there are five stages in the game? I'm not okay. sure. I know I didn't beat it when we played this time, but... Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I, I would have already looked it up, but I've just been playing the game. Wait, you said you've already looked it up? No, I normally I, I look this stuff oh. up by the time we get to this point, but I have been playing the game constantly. Charlie, what was your favorite part of the first board, or table, I guess, as they're called, the pinball? That's a good question, because I don't think there's really anything I specifically like about it. <laughs> I just, it, it works, but there's nothing, like, very memorable about it. So, uh, I would like to counter that with uh, a question that I want to ask everybody. How do we feel about the uh, Robo Sea Serpent? Scary as hell. I like that kind of stuff. I mean, that that is kind of memorable. I was thinking about putting that out there, but like, meh. <laughs> so, as a kid, I couldn't play this game because of that dude. That was probably why I didn't get super into the game. Because I got to that dude, and I was like, no, actually, I've decided to play something else. You never, like, die to him, though. Because you're always going to jump before he gets there. You don't. The other thing is, if you don't jump, uh, he, like, tries to eat you. And then you're doing that thing where you're, like, holding his mouth open with your hands and feet. And you got to tap buttons really quickly to get out. Yeah. So it's like, you won't die to this dude. But as a kid, I did die to that dude. And then I stopped playing for a long time. I find that funny because as a kid myself, I always liked that because it gave me a second to not deal with any of the what else was going on. But when I played this time, I never like was on the platform long enough to yeah. have to deal with him. And it's very, very generous with the hitbox oh, yeah. on it. Because if you jump at all, it misses you. Yeah. Well, it is, so, you gotta remember, number one, kid me was a wimp. Number two, regular me is, is a little bit of a wimp still. But also, like, they have pretty scary, like, music playing. They have, like, very loud, like, gross-sounding instruments that are, like, panicking, you know? Yeah, because it's, like, fun and intense. <laughs> well... There are, in fact, four stages, by the way. Go on. There are four. Oh, so you were on the final stage. Yeah, I, in my game, I was on the final stage. I didn't beat it, but I was on the final stage. Alright. Look, I, I maintain that being whatever age I was when I played that is not, like, not, like, dumb of me to have gotten scared by it. Like, you know, as as my current age... I like, mean, you're wrong, fine. But... I just, like, I just think the idea of him being scary is funny from a gameplay perspective because you'll absolutely never get hit by him if you're playing the game, like, <laughs> with any amount of skill. Well, I think probably the developers wanted you to panic a little bit to substitute how mechanically not dangerous he is because he is in place of danger like he he is a substitute for danger you know no i mean i think it's the same like he's equal to the slime anywhere else i just think it's supposed to feel alive i don't necessarily think that he's supposed to be scarier than anything else i mean maybe but like i, I think it's just supposed to make you want not to be on the bottom without killing you because later on you go up and you land in the drum and the drum is just like free you just get to sit there for however long you want yeah. So, like, he's not there in place of danger. He, in fact, is more dangerous than the other areas of the level. Well, yeah, but he's also the bottom-most area of the level, so it, it makes sense to have the most danger there. Well, it's not, but he's not actually that dangerous. Like, in fact, I'd say that that area is a lot less dangerous because 
no matter what you do, if you fall through the paddles, you'll grab... You, he has, like, the uh, catching a ledge animation. Yeah. And you'll pretty much hit that no matter where you fall or what angle you hit it at. Whereas later on, if you slide off, you miss the barrel entirely on, like, the top two tables. Yeah, the, the barrel hitbox is much smaller. I have actually managed to miss that, like, catch place a few times. I have, like, fallen directly into the water. And then what happens is uh, you don't die when you hit the water. Uh, but the serpent, like, sort of swims around and then submerges, and then it just shows you dying. Well, yeah, because you, you are dead once you hit the water. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no recovering from that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it delays it just long enough to remind you that it's the serpent that kills you. <laughs> I like the idea that it's a serpent. To me, it was just a metal crocodile. I, well, so it does, like, it does that thing... The arcing, where, yeah, where yeah. it hops up and down. But it feels, like, very, very small for a quote-unquote serpent. I don't know, if you... So, I'm I'm playing the game right now, as as I've established, and I just was at the, like, bottom-most part of the far right side of the map, and the, like, the serpent, like like dipping in and out of the water bit just happened at at that end so theoretically it's not unfeasible to assume that it's a super long serpent that spans the entire map i don't know again i never really saw it other than just the head well as a kid i was like scary serpent can't play this video game <laughs> the idea that he's scary is very funny to me. I think the worms at the top are way scarier. No, they're not. They got little dopey faces. Yeah, but they also destroy things, and then when they explode, it makes that terrifying sound. It's like, worm bagged! <laughs> worm bagged. Que question, freaking tweet at me with your answers. I do this at the end, but doing it right now, is that serpent scary? Also, the things on top don't look like worms. They look more like sharks. Yeah, because they're, they're terrifying. <laughs> they're like ripping through the wall. Yeah, they're dopey, though. They're not scary. I mean, they're dopey when you destroy them, and they're really easy to kill, but, like, I think just aesthetically, they're way scarier. I always found the worms to be a lot, first of all, like, goofier looking. Because there's no, there's sort of no hole that they pop out of. They, like, it kind of seems like they're popping out of a hole, but when you destroy them, there is no hole. So they're just a head. I mean, that is just, like, a silly thing to add to this, because when the serpent is gone, he's just not there. That's true, but the serpent's in the water so he's not gone he's waiting for all intents and purposes he's gone well yeah he's not listen <laughs> the serpent's scary all right tweet at me okay the scariest thing is the boss for sure he's much scarier than the yeah i never i never got that far as a kid so uh oh i thought you were gonna say you never got that far period and i was like you didn't get the boss <laughs> no i i've gotten to the boss many times this week and not a bit further than that i mean i beat the boss couldn't get past uh the boss is really easy yeah especially when you get under his tail the boss is the easiest part of this level it well because i think it's uh i haven't played a ton of pinball but from what i have played a lot of tables if there is like an upper section it's just for bonus stuff mm -hmm. so to me the boss feels like that in this game where it's just a reward for beating it so you get to like mess up eggman when you get there yeah. Do the bosses get harder? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, just making sure. The third boss, which I haven't fought the fourth boss yet, but the third boss is very difficult. Well, the fourth boss is the final boss, so that would that would make sense if it was super hard. Well, I, like I said, I didn't get to the fourth boss. All I know is yeah. that the third boss is very difficult. I believe it. Charlie, tell me something. Hit me with something. Tell me something. What do you want me to tell you? A thought on the game. I, I just want, I want some more audio from Charlie in this episode. Uh... I mean, I don't, I mean, oh, actually, there's something I want to, I guess like, there is something I want to talk about. Like, after the stage, you get to go to a little bonus stage, which looks yeah. like it's meant for the Game Gear. And it's like, you hit these capsules, and then you release little the people from the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, like Princess Sally jumps out. Yeah. Yeah. Bunny Rabot, Rotor the Walrus. So that Tail. bonus stage is really cool for a number of reasons. Number one, there's the, like... Saturday morning cartoon tie-in, which is just like... Solidifies that the, this is just a Western-developed game. <laughs> well, a lot of the Sonic games are. Yeah. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog was Western-developed. That, okay, well... <laughs> Maybe a bad example. Yeah, this game came out in uh, November in, in the US and the EU, and it didn't come out till December in Japan. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So, the, the other thing that's cool about it is it has more of a 3D effect, like... I'm not going to use those words that make Steven very upset <laughs> to describe this effect. It's got Mode 7, guys. It doesn't even, right. it doesn't even have anything that looks like Mode 7. It, go it on. really doesn't have anything close to Mode 7. But it, it's got a bit where 
the like machine is is angled slightly. Yeah, it's just good pixel art. Yeah, it's just good pixel art. And the farther up the ball gets, the the smaller the sprite used to depict it. And it's got like yeah. really good feeling physics. And also the like not safe zone between the flippers is like way larger. Well, yeah, because this is like a classic pinball tip. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, what did you want to say about it uh, specifically? I just wanted to mention that it existed. I don't really remember a whole lot from it, but I thought it was just kind of cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> did either of you guys manage to get all of the rings in any particular table? I all no. the rings in like a main level or a special stage? In a uh, main level. No, I, is there something with that? So you get access to another special stage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same special stage uh, as. Well, it's not. It's not the same like table, but it's the same like style. You know. Yeah, there's a dif there's also a different special stage for each level that you complete. Oh yeah, I would imagine. They're they're slightly different. So. And so this special stage you have access to is uh, multi-ball one, where you have like three balls active at once, and you gotta gotta juggle them all. I got to that when I was younger, but I didn't remember how to trigger it. Yeah. While I was playing this time. I weirdly I triggered it on accident like one of the one of my first tries, and I have not been able to recreate it. It doesn't seem like an easy task, especially in the no. later levels, because they get more more complicated. Absolutely. So. Charlie, what do you, what do you specifically dislike about the second stage? Because I actually really liked it in contrast to the first one. I mean, so it took me a long time to finish that first stage, just because it's a really weird game. It was just I I was so like winded after that that I just like did not have the patience to learn a second stage, and obviously it doesn't have that safety buffer that you mentioned, so it just kind of it wasn't really working for me. I don't. It's not really a valid excuse, but it's just like. That was great, but I can't imagine them topping it. What I like personally about that stage is that, yeah, it does feel like you have to work really, really hard to get there, uh, which in and of itself is, like, nice, because whether or not you liked the second stage, I'm sure you felt rewarded for, like, beating the first stage. And what I like about the second stage is that, to me, it definitely feels like an upwards progression, like, as if you're climbing that tower that you see in the beginning animation. Like, you enter through the sewer, and then once you get up, it feels like you're into the actual, like, uh, guts of Eggman's tower, because you're in, like, this steam factory-type area with, like, pistons and guns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And friggin' boys that, like, jump up and blow air up. Yeah, those guys are fun. They they're just animals, which is weird. <laughs> Well, I think, because they're also trying to help you, or at the very least, they do help you. They look very angry for trying to help you. Yeah, well, you can't hurt them and they can't hurt you, so it, you know, it works out. I mean, yeah, but video games also, like, the Game Gear games had those enemies that just had springs on top, so. That's true. That's a fair point. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I feel like those guys are, in many ways, akin to Shadow the Hedgehog. They're, they're kind of the precursor to Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm not going to explain that any further. Um, okay. But the second uh... stage, <laughs> I like, because it, there are segments where you get a little more control over Sonic. There are these little hallways that if you, I think you have to hit a switch three times, or, oh, I remember what it is. You have to hit a, uh, there's like a, what would I call it, like a cover? There's like a thing, a yeah, little, like, wall on there's like a uh, flap yeah uh, well that's a really gross word that i didn't want to use all right there's what's it called a joint yeah there's a wall that's on a joint and if you hit the joint three times it pops open and then you can go to a uh, little steam powered area where there are a bunch of birds that fly at you and you have to like position sonic above one to pop him up into another area and that's how you get the emeralds in this stage at least two of them mm. and i really like that room because it kind of feels more like you're you've got full control over it and then you go between that into the various pinball tables that you need to do to complete the stage yeah and you can you can travel through that to basically choose which pinball table you want to go to, which is nice because in the first stage, in order to travel to a pinball table, you had to traverse through a different pinball table. Well, I mean, you still have to do that either way, but in oh, this yeah. one, you if you're not done with an area, you can turn around if you need to. But I don't I don't think there's any reason to necessarily. I don't think there's anything you need to do in the leftmost table. Yeah. But I, I can't really remember, and I'm not playing right now because I don't want to. I don't want to use my keyboard; it's too loud. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I, I like the second stage, and then the third stage has 
use a lot of cool gimmicks. I was really confused about it. I want to double check and make sure that I'm talking about the third stage, not the fourth stage. So if you guys want to talk about something, go ahead while I'm looking this up. Uh, there is one other thing during the bonus stages that uh, I want to mention, which is you can see Sonic's hands controlling the flippers. When you hit the flipper buttons, uh, his hands move, like, as well. And also, Sonic's eyes follow the ball as well. You can see Sonic in the reflection of the glass. Oh yeah, it's a really nice effect. His eyes move, which is very cool. It's one of those, like, it's one of those details that they could have just not done, but it, it makes the game, it makes that stage a lot more fun as a result, because it just feels a lot more cohesive, for lack of a better word. Yeah, uh, what I was saying earlier though, in the third stage, there are these paddles that if you, you know how you can hold the paddle down to like, keep Sonic in one place? Yeah. If There's machines that if you do that, uh, and you hold it for a second, they start raising you up Ooh. to different places. And I really liked those. I didn't realize how they worked before, though, uh, but Summer, my girlfriend, was sitting next to me, and she was telling me, like, she was like, there's a thing up on top, because the screen has little titles on it for things that you can do or that you did do to get points. Like, yeah. that's where Worm Baggage comes from. That's the only thing I ever remember seeing up there. <laughs> they also say stuff like, Cluck Alert, when a cluck spawns. <laughs> that's Great. the other one. <laughs> In this stage, they say, do the flipper catch, and I was like, what does that mean? I assume that just means that they want me to hit it. It's actually telling you that if you hold the button down, you can do that crane thing where it lifts you up. And uh, once I figured that out, that level became a lot more fun, because there are cool, neat little mechanics that it does. And that stage also has a platform that goes from left to right that Sonic can land on, and then you kind of get like a breather, and you get to choose where you want to go, left or right. And that stage also, the table on the left and the table on the right are completely different. So I really like the third stage. It's pretty difficult, though. I'm sure. If it's anything as difficult as the first stage. <laughs> yeah, the first stage isn't super easy, but it's, I don't think it's that hard. I think you can definitely do it. The first stage is really forgiving, but it really is about, like, you have to learn how the game works, and that's that does not happen quickly. Well, yeah, because it gives you a bunch of different examples of angles that you'll have to understand. Because yeah. basically, the first table is, like, a slight left and, like, a hard left, and then vice versa for right, and that's how you learn how to use, like, the paddle to get to the places you need to go and then once you're up into the next area you learn about how to be more precise with those and then like the kinds of mechanics that you'll see like oh you need to go straight up to land in this thing and then you have to hold the direction if you want to land on a certain side of it so that's kind of yeah. nice and then it also teaches you that like well sometimes you'll have to do something before something else opens yeah there's a lot of like do this thing three different times just to make sure that you can do it consistently because if you can't you're not going to get anywhere in the next stage yeah also when I was younger, I didn't really understand that you had to pull the switch to open like a uh, gate to get the emerald. And it's oh, especially yeah. weird because I think the way it works is that when you open the switch on the left, you have to push right to get to the left side, which is a little confusing. But yeah. playing it now, it was it was pretty easy to understand once I saw that like the whole table was connected. Because when I was younger, it kind of just felt like I was teleporting. Mm -hmm. But now I, I'm paying more attention to the backgrounds and stuff because that's just what I like about these kinds of games. And uh, it's it's easier to see what's going on. If you're just paying close attention. This is a game that you'll do a lot better, a lot more quickly, if you have like if you have a good spatial understanding because the whole board is connected the entire time and it, it doesn't feel that way at first but after a while you get familiar with the level and it becomes very clear that that's exactly how that works yeah and i think that's super cool along like with stuff like the uh, first emerald that you have to get by going to the uh, an upper table and then jumping back down to the first one it kind of teaches you that the things interact in a neat way yeah especially if you find out like if you see the emerald draining you're like oh i wonder where that is and then when you go down if you for some reason don't use the drum to get back to the uh, the first emerald. If you go to the top of one of those tables and you ride the cart down, you'll see that that pool is where the emerald is. Yeah, I think that's really nice. And I, I do like that that emerald is also pretty much the third emerald you collect. So it's like you... It's the first emerald you see and the last emerald you collect, or at least the last emerald I collect. I always grab it first if I fall into the, uh, if I fall on the drum, I just always go and grab it. Okay. I always end up, I just go all the way up to the top and then I ride the minecart to get the first two emeralds and then I go up there a second time and I fall, like, through to get it. I, I always just grab it by, uh, like, by the first time that I fall off of one of those tables. I am going to see if I can do that because it didn't seem to me that that was was a way that I could that I could do it. Wait, so you're telling me that you did not grab it by taking the drum and just pushing it to the side? Uh, no, that never occurred to me. That's funny. 
It is pretty funny. Like when I when I first landed that drum and I pushed left and right because I was like I was wondering if I could move and I could. I was like, well then there's got to be something if you can move. So then I just moved yeah. to the far side and I was like, oh cool, that's how you get the emerald. I was I was not nearly as experimental. Yeah, I've learned that. <laughs> getting getting that emerald is the only emerald of the three where you have to return to the like center board directly afterwards. The other two, like, make it seem like that's the direction that you can go, but you can just turn around and, and get closer to the next emerald as a result. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only emerald where you actually get taken to the start, and so if it's the last emerald that you get, then the level design sort of organically circles you back to the beginning of the level, uh, which, is, which is just, like, neat design to be like, yeah, you were here earlier, and now you're a stronger person. <laughs> So, Charlie, what do you think specifically about the game's uh, mechanics, like the controls and stuff? It's the best of both worlds, I guess. Like, it doesn't feel like it's a Sonic game. I mean, it feels like a Sonic game. It's a common... It doesn't feel like a pinball game, which is great, because pinball games on video games aren't that exciting. And the fact that you can have a little bit of control as Sonic really makes it more of an experience that you're in control of. And they don't feel like, oh, well, this is just a video game emulating a pinball machine and it just feels wrong. No, it's not like that. It's You don't use the spin dash that much, but it's kind of nice that you can do it. Like you can, It's like playing Sonic 1, but it feels a little clunky and the sound effects are off. But I think that kind of helps it, the feeling a little lumpy and having the sound effects be a little weird because it makes you, for one, encourages you to play the pinball more than like wanting to run around as Sonic. And it yeah. also kind of feels like a pinball table where you hear like these wacky weird bells because all the effects are like physical frequently. Mm. So you hear like these weird bells and you hear these ringing sounds and stuff like that. And in this game, you hear the Genesis version of that, which is like these crunchy, grindy, like computer noises. Genesis had a lot of gross sounds. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, I also like how you mentioned that it feel it still feels like Sonic. It reminds me of like playing the you know, the pinball stages, like the casino type stages. Except it's way, way better because you have a lot more control. Whereas in those games it feels kind of like the things that you bounce off of hit you so hard that you're not going to be able to like play around with them that much. Mm -hmm. But in this game, Sonic being able to move Sonic like in midair is certainly something that you couldn't really do in a real pinball machine. So I think this game takes kind of full advantage of its media. Absolutely. I also think like if you took if you took this game and removed your ability to slightly change the like trajectory of the ball, it would be unplayable. Uh, it would certainly be unfun. It, it would be a lot less playable. It would be a much worse game. And so I think that's that's a very obvious advantage it has over other pinball games. But I also think as a result, it's 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 designed like sort of philosophically differently from other pinball games because you can course correct so they can design with that in mind. You know, and that's why they're able to have stuff like bosses where they are like, all right, well now try to try to do a very small amount of platforming in order to like hurt this dude. You know. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. It really feels like a reward, the boss fights do, instead of like a, a pain in the ass at the end of the level. Yeah. It's kind of fun to just like roast Eggman. Even in the ones that are harder uh, later on, it's still like you can kind of find little weird exploits, and those are really fun. And I think, I think the exploits are always like the first, the very first boss, he has this like stinger, I guess. It's like a scorpion tail type thing. Yeah, yeah he's got a scorpion tail type thing that like extends above him and fires below him but there's like a little gap and if you get in that gap then you can bounce between a soft spot and the tail and just like get stuck and do a lot of damage and that was very clearly designed that way yeah and you can deal damage to him directly from the tail i think the tail is supposed to look like the nozzle on an oil can oh yeah like a gasoline tank but yeah you can deal damage to him from the tail so if you don't find that exploit you can still beat him but it is super fun to get in between it and pop up and down and then when his face freaks out like it's just super neat that there's these gross metal Eggman things running around in the sewer. It's also the definitely the grossest sound in the level is when he's like screaming because you're hitting him. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it feels terrifying. It feels like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> Especially when you're like using the exploit, you're hitting him really quickly. He just keeps screaming and I'm like, yeah, I would too. I would be screaming Yeah, how do you feel about the screams, Charlie? Thumbs up, thumbs down, screaming. I didn't, I don't remember hearing any screams. Dude, <laughs> you won't be able to unhear them now. Scream is like an interesting word for it. There, it's definitely just a sound effect, but it's the sound of him getting hit, and you see his mouth open. So the logical conclusion is it's screaming, but it sounds metallic and weird. It's kind of screechy, right? Let me look. Let me look. He says. Yeah, I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna look at the boss, but maybe I'm missing something. 
Oh, okay, you're gonna try and get to it. Okay. I think for me, that's pretty much all that I wanted to talk about. I, yeah. We agree that the music on the first stage is really good. Music on the first stage is really good. I, I'm okay with the music on the second stage, and I think that the rest of the music on the game is definitely, like, it fits the theme, at the very least. I like the songs. Mm -hmm. There's also a Game Gear version, but I barely remember it, but it's a lot different than the original. Yeah, I remember that the physics are very different, but I believe that the stages are similar in design. And I think that's, like, kind of the most important part. So it feels like more of just a downgrade as opposed yeah. to anything else. It had an opening cutscene, though. I, I guess the Genesis one had one, too but like it doesn't play as automatically yeah so i wasn't as aware of it you know the genesis one has a cutscene that plays if you're idle for a while but the game gear one plays uh as soon as you start the stage right uh, and it's pretty much the same cutscene but like lower fidelity it's t awful honestly <laughs> i can't picture it but i definitely remember it so the music's also definitely worse as well not just because it's game gear music but i think it's written worse as well Oh, right, now I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a... that high-pitched screeching. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, so they do have... I don't know if either of you went into the options at any point, but they do have... they have... Uh, for the Genesis version, they have a ball speed which is normal and fast. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know if if either of you have played with fast ball speed. I don't, I don't think I have. I think that fast ball speed was a, the original speed of the ball, and they had to, like, turn it down because it was too tricky to figure out. Uh, I don't know. That sounds a little complicated for, like, Sega thinking. Well, I think probably more complicated is the idea that, oh, what if we made the ball faster, but it had to be an option that you would enable. No, nah, because they, they've already proven that there are really, really weird options in Sonic games. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, the physics feel, like, real good in this game. Yeah, it feels nice to move around. There, there's some hit detection stuff that's a little weird, but... Yeah. Other than that, like, I, I like the way it plays. That's, that's because you're a sphere in a Genesis game. There's very, like, there's, you can only get so good under those conditions. Yeah, so I'm watching gameplay of the Game Gear version. It is a little bit different, but uh, generally speaking, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth covering separately. I think it's probably just like an overall downgrade. I wouldn't cover it separately. It's slightly worse than the Genesis version, and that's yeah, that's about it. It's just gonna be not as fun. Uh, the stages do look different though. Like there's electricity and stuff in the sewer stage, but it overall it feels a lot less fleshed out. Mm -hmm. In the Game Gear version, there's an option setting where you can uh, set the game to easy mode rather than making it harder by turning the ball faster you can make the game easier and I don't know what that does because uh, I didn't try it because I played the game for 15 minutes and I was like this isn't as good and then I stopped I would postulate that the easy mode makes the game like give you extra lives or something if I had to guess but oh, I could yeah. think of a different way it could also be that like the safety because oh that's the other thing the electricity that you were talking about there's this like bit where there's electricity between the two paddles Flippers. Sorry, I just I forgot the I forgot the word for flipper for a moment. There's basically there's electricity going between the two flippers, and that electricity acts as a wall that you can't fall through. And basically that's there for a certain amount of time after which it goes away. Oh, it's like a shield. Yeah, yeah, it's a shield exactly. And I'm willing to bet that easy mode probably extends its like health bar basically. Health bar. Health bar. Well, that's because weird, it's that's not. That's a weird way of putting it. But yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't go away on its own. It only goes away if you're like using it for a while. Yeah, the duration that it lasts. I get yeah. what you mean. I think that overall what this game excels at is uh, giving the player like a really, really good feeling pinball game. Like making yeah. it feel for someone who's not uh, really into regular pinball, it turns pinball into a video game really well. And I think it also gives like people who like Sonic a fresh taste with gameplay that still feels momentum based and you know, it feels like good Sonic still. Yeah, it definitely does bridge the gap between whatever the heck is fun about pinball and whatever the heck is fun about Sonic. Uh, so, are you guys ready to do thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, Charlie, hit me. You know, I was kind of leaning towards thumbs up, but... Yeah, you know, I will do thumbs up. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> screw it, I had fun. S screw it, it's it. a good game. 
a good first level, and it's probably a good rest of it if I'm not tired. Yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with not beating a game. Like, you can have tons of fun with a game without ever getting past the first level, and I think oh, that's yeah. how I played this as a kid, for sure. And and the first level is fun. Like, I've been replaying it literally the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Uh, I just got to level 2, because I'm garbage. <laughs> it's not like the uh, first Sonic game for the Genesis, where, like, Green Hill Zone is kind of fun, and then you get to Marvel Zone, and you're like, oh, oh, you, and then it, like, retroactively hurts Green Hill Zone. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm thumbs up for sure. I, I knew I wouldn't be going into this game. I feel, honestly, I feel like I was a little biased towards this game. I don't know if it's been clear, but I really like the weird games that still <laughs> yeah. feel uh, well-designed, and this game certainly hits that mark yeah. for sure. I actually, so while while playing this game last night, uh, I had an idea for, like, a video game, I immediately pitched it to the guy I make games with, and he was like, no. So I'm probably going to make it anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Which basically, I was like, what if pinball but dumb? And he was like, I hate it. And I was like, I, I don't, fine, I just won't tell you. <laughs> So where would you guys put this game on the rating? Uh, would it be like above or below the original Sonic? Oh man, above. I'm above. I'm also above. Alright, now, above or below Sonic 2? Ooh, it's, it's below Sonic 2, but like, I have more fun playing it? I think, okay, well then that's silly. <laughs> I think Sonic 2 is a better game. No, 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 no. This is your rating. This isn't like you're not looking at the Metacritic reviews. Well, this my. <laughs> um, well, I I always go on the internet and see what other people think in order to formulate my opinion. That's silly. <laughs> no, I that's that's a joke. I don't do that, but many many people do. I I have really good vibes about this game right now, so I'm gonna say probably better than Sonic 2. Yeah, I think that I I would put this game for me. It would be right beneath. Uh, Sonic CD and right above Sonic 2. Yeah. Because I really like what Sonic's... I think Sonic CD's flavor helps push it above this game, but I think this game's gameplay is just so tight for, at the very least, the first level. I like the rest of the levels, but you guys haven't played them very much. Mm -hmm. But I think that its gameplay really holds it as being incredibly fun. I think if I were better at Sonic 2, it would be higher. I think that's... that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess if you're so good at Sonic 2 that you can avoid the weird level design, maybe. But... <laughs> See, that's that's my thing with Sonic CD is why I can't like that game as much as the others. But you don't, like, Sonic CD gives you the tools to, like, not have to deal with its level design really easily, <laughs> whereas Sonic 2, the, you're kind of, like, walls are put in front of you constantly. Yeah. I don't know. For me, Sonic CD felt, like, very rich in, like, set pieces, whereas Sonic 2 doesn't. Like, yes, Sonic CD's levels are kind of weird to get around, but there's fun things around every corner in them, whereas in Sonic 2, it's just, like, Here's some spikes in the wall, and here's some enemies in the floor, and here's an empty hole. Sometimes yeah. all three. Yeah, if you're taking a low path, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like Sonic CD is more rewarding for, like, exploration, and uh, the past and present and future stuff is really neat, and just everything that the game, all the flavor that the game hands you makes it a lot easier to stomach. Because I think that they're pretty similar in level design, other than that CD's levels are a little bigger. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that this game feels like a really, really nice experience. It feels very cohesive. So, I want to hit y'all with a weird question about what we've experienced so far and I'm not sure if this game is the right place to ask that question maybe it would have been during Sonic CD that I asked this but what has been your favorite soundtrack so far not for the entire game but an individual song oh that's tough I know that my favorite music has got to be between CD and 2 so far yeah so it would be probably like yeah. Chemical Plant Zone versus uh, something in Startup Speedway yeah once again, people praising the Chemical Plant Zone music. <laughs> I mean, it, but I've it's heard me. it so much that I can't ever agree that it's good. I mean, I also listen to it in different like remixes and stuff. Yeah. I rarely listen yeah. to the vanilla version, but when I do, it's while playing Sonic 2, and it's the only thing that can get me through that stage. <laughs> yeah, that second half can get a little treacherous. Charlie, I want to hear your opinion, your favorite song that we've heard so far in the Sonic games that we've played. Uh, Sonic Boom, the U.S. intro to Sonic CD. Oh, man. I'm going to pick that well, one. Well, first of all, <laughs> if I was going to pick Boom, it would not be the intro version. Yeah, it would be the closing version, for sure. The closing version is so good. That's what I mean. I, I just mean the song in general. Oh, yeah. They're, it's just like, a cut of the same song, isn't it? Uh, they, they're at different tempos, I believe. 
they are. Oh, I thought it was just a different cut. The closing one's a lot more slower. Their chorus, if, if they're at the same tempo, their chorus takes twice as long on the closing because they extend the, like, booms for, for yeah, twice yeah. as long. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, that's what I knew of because that, to me, sounds like a cutting thing. But if it is different tempos, then I guess it's a difference. I wasn't paying a whole ton of attention. But that's just, like, obviously a slightly better yeah. song than most of the songs that are in either of the games. Yeah, it's also got totally different uh, instrumentation and a different level of energy overall, which, which yeah. does make a difference. Well, and it's also, like, it's using higher fidelity, like, audio than the other thing, because it's something that could only exist because of the Sega CD. So yeah. It's, like, cheating. It's, like, a tier above them. Yeah. I somehow forgot that the song Sonic Boom existed, but I think it might be my answer. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an easy out to this question. Alternatively, because it's an easy out, either one of the songs from Sonic CD, which is also a little bit cheating, but slightly less so, or the Mystic Cave Zone theme from Sonic 2, or straight up, like, the song from the first table in this game. The song from the first table is very, very good. It's real good! The more I listen to it, the more I'm like, no, this is this is the greatest Sonic song. <laughs> number it's, one. It's, it's, it's Now I've got one. a question for you. What's your favorite background of the games we've played? Oh my god. Well, definitely from... something from Sonic CD. Definitely. Also, for the record, I never answered. You just kind of put a word in my mouth. Oh, sorry. And it's Metropolis Zone. It's probably not that good, but it's always the one I think of that I really like, so... Oh, yeah. Screw it. I, I guess I kind of just took that as a logical conclusion, because you've told us that you don't like the music from CD, so I assumed that it was just your favorite Sonic 2 song, and then we all know that that was Metropolis, because you picked it three times during that episode. <laughs> Honestly, I have to listen to the Sonic CD soundtrack, like, 50 more times for me to really have an opinion on it, because I don't listen to it that much, because it doesn't really drag me in. Don't download it from the same place I downloaded it, because the looping is terrible. <laughs> I probably did, because it's actually a jumbled mess. Yeah. Yeah. One I can recall. It's it's real bad. It, hey, if anybody has if anybody has good like well looped Sonic CD friggin' soundtracks that I can download, hit me up. I'm taking advantage of this podcast clout to to mine some yeah. good <laughs> to mine some good OST MP3 links. Gotta get those lit 420 Sonic music links. Let me let me get that uh, high quality rip. But uh, yeah, what's your guys' favorite background from what we've played so far? Um, probably, probably something from CD. See, for me, it's either Oil Ocean or, uh, the, f I think it's the first stage of CD, maybe. Uh, Palm Tree Panic. Oil Ocean is really good. I was actually gonna say Palm Tree Panic, but I think Oil Ocean might actually outdo it for me. Oil Ocean is really, really good, especially the part where you go to the top and you, like, peek over the, the stuff. But the thing about the backgrounds, the thing about the backgrounds in Sonic CD that's really cool is the stages where you can see, like, land above you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that really gets me, too. They're, they're both, they both have incredible backgrounds. Oil Ocean is close. I'd probably say Emerald Hill, but I haven't really paid that much attention to them to really right. formulate an mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to focus on the backgrounds. I will say that uh, when Sonic Mania redid uh, Start a Speedway, that's oh, yeah. my favorite background. We haven't we haven't gotten to that game and won't for quite some time, but because <laughs> it's a stage of a game we've played, I'm going to say that background is really good. It just friggin' compounds everything that's great about the CD backgrounds, and it's like, what if we just added 600 more assets? <laughs> yeah, they're they're so good. All right, uh, are we are we closing time? I guess yeah. Follow us on Twitter. You can also listen to the <laughs> podcast. Twi on... uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna say the name of the whatever. <laughs> I link it, but the name is just No Spin Dash Zone. It's not you can, hard. It's at you no can spin dash zone. follow us on Twitter.com/slash No Spin Dash Zone. We tweet. We do tweet, right? When new episodes come out, we don't just friggin' not tweet anything. Well, yeah, and I'll be tweeting other things probably. I'll try to mention things about Sonic. Yeah. I'll try to keep it uh, topical. There we go. That's the word. Tropical. Yeah. Palm tree panic. Nice. Yeah, I'll tweet things. I'll tweet things like uh, ideas we have and stuff like that, or like maybe I'll tweet small thoughts uh, during the week. Sonic thoughts. Hashtag Sonic thoughts. Yeah, like, man, playing pinball with input lag is not great. It's really not. Hashtag Sonic Thoughts. Yeah. I haven't started using it yet, though. Uh, a little behind the scenes. We're kind of pre-recording a lot of this, uh, so we're going to be uploading in bulk. But we'll probably edit the outros of episodes if something changes and we need to talk about it, like, in the present. So. Yeah, like, whenever I talk about how It Came From The Closet came out recently, that was not recently. 
Yeah, the really important aspect of our podcast, your game that came out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. I sometimes tweet about video games. I sometimes tweet about developing video games. I mostly tweet bad jokes. So you can tweet at me or at our official podcast whenever I ask uh, a question about what your thoughts are. And that's the Twitter account. If if not the official one, that's the Twitter account you use to, to freaking tweet at. Yeah, if you want Isaiah in particular to see it, let him know. Yeah, that's, because uh, my name is not easy to spell. That's uh, I-S-I-A-H Games. Yeah, it's E-C-R. E-C-R Games. <laughs> it's like you're oh. like, oh, I see. Ah, Games. Oh, banana. Yeah, but instead of banana, it's games. And instead of, oh, it's ah. That was something else I wanted to talk about. Obviously, this is super, super far out, like probably a year and a half or something. But uh, for our next series that we play, my four choices that are on the table right now that I was going to present to you guys are Metroid, Bomberman, what was the other one? There was Rayman, or what was the fourth one that I had? Uh, Metroid again, because it's the best answer. Nah, uh, Halo. (laughs) There we go. Vote now on your phones for Metroid. Well, there'll, there'll be... I'll have a poll or something later, but that'll be closer to the end. But I was just curious about your guys' thoughts on the spread I made. Halo was the fourth answer, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I would rather not play Halo, honestly. That's what makes it fun, because <laughs> you guys hate shooters. It's not that I hate shooters, it's that I hate buying an Xbox. That's, like, what I was going <laughs> to say, is I have no problem with shooters. I do have a problem with the cost of an Xbox. But Summer already has uh, Halo on the Xbox. Oh, so. okay. So that's easy for you and not either of us. Yeah, because I won't be able to, you know, bring it and play it with you guys at some point ever. Yeah. We are in different spots in the U.S., but that doesn't mean that I'm, like, duct taped to my floor. Dude, I'm duct taped to my floor, so you gotta come to me. We're gonna have to get together to play Free Riders anyway, because, for God's sake, we're not all three buying an Xbox 360 oh, and a Kinect and the game. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> Oh, that was actually the other game. That was the other game I wanted to pitch to you guys as a bit, but there's a series of, like, Disney Duck-related games. Oh my god. <laughs> like, the DuckTales game for SNES, and then there's Goin' Quackers for the N64, and there's a bunch of other stuff. There was a, a DuckTales remaster. Wait, yeah, the Steam one. Yeah. I don't know if that's any good, but, you know. But yeah, I was going to pitch to you guys the Duck series of games. The the Disney Duckiverse? Yeah, two, the Duckiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious for my two co-hosts, which of these games is most appealing to you? Uh, Metroid, 100%. Very easy. Like, no competition. It's Metroid. Alright, Charlie? It was Metroid, Bomberman, Halo, what was the other one? Rayman? Metroid, Bomberman, Halo, Rayman, yeah. Ah, uh, Rayman. I, I myself am quite partial to Bomberman. I I was looking up stuff about Bomberman, and it's a very rich s- series. It's a series, all right. So I guess it's cool that we're all at odds, because that means that if anyone does vote, then it will really be up to that. Vote now on your phones. Don't stop saying that. <laughs> Don't vote now. V- vote right now. Vote mentally in your head. Go to, go to strawpoll.me slash... Stop. You can just vote in the comments. Slash Isaiah sucks. <laughs> Sla- I don't. Slash. Can you? Uh, no. Go to at Isaiah sucks on Twitter to vote. Go to now. at. Oh God! Now that's gonna be a, a Twitter account. Yeah, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> Jesus! Don't do that. That, that will. Hold. You can follow the podcast at at Isaiah sucks. <laughs> that will hurt my feelings if you do that. So don't. I'll just tweet out a poll with like a friggin' 400 day limit on it. <laughs> you should tweet out a poll like when we're almost done with Sonic in like yeah, two years. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's why I said stop telling people to vote. I'm not gonna set up a friggin' poll until then. Vote. Don't forget. But feel free to discuss. Voting is important. Want, uh, or even talk about. People sacrifice their lives to give you the right to vote, and you're not gonna vote right now on your phones. I thought you said you weren't gonna get political on the podcast. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, goodbye. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Goodbye. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. That's the end? Bye, I guess. (laughs) Bye, Charlie. Bye? Well, are we all leaving or is it just me? Goodbye. No, no, no. We're all leaving. (laughs) It's just you that's leaving. Guys, don't tell Charlie that we're going to keep doing the podcast. Stephen and I are still on the podcast. It's just Charlie that left. Oh. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)
We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.